Hi listeners, this is Stu, one of your hosts on Aliens Explored. Uh, just wanted to have a quick chat with you before we get into today's episode, uh, because Neil and I, we're finding ourselves very, very busy this time of year, especially as we're coming into December. Uh, we both tend to play a, shall we say, seasonally significant character this time of year, being of that age as actors. Uh, so we do tend to get very, very busy throughout December. Uh, so unfortunately, we, we've had a, a bit of a chat and a bit of a meeting. And what we're going to do, uh, we're going to be taking a bit of a break from Aliens Explored uh, through December this year. But do not fear we will be back in the new year uh, with some absolutely cracking episodes we've got planned for you. So we'll be coming back to it nice and fresh and uh, refreshed. And yeah, we're definitely, definitely looking forward to coming back. We will be back, rest assured on that. Uh, but yeah, during December, um, yeah, why not go back and listen to some of the... Uh, the episodes that maybe have piqued your interest. Uh, so far, we've got lots and lots to choose from. Um, so, yeah, so at the end of the episode, when I mention, you know, join us next time or join us next week, um, it won't be next week. It will be in January uh, when we when we get back to things. So, Dawson likes to take this opportunity to wish all our listeners uh, very happy holidays uh, for the season and, of course, a very happy new year. Uh, keep watching those midnight bells chime in the new year and uh, enjoy today's episode. Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The Mapimi Silent Zone lies in a remote part of Mexico and attracts many visitors with tales of strange magnetic forces and extraterrestrial activity. Indeed, the area has drawn comparisons to the Bermuda Triangle. But were these tales of supernatural phenomena just cooked up to distract public attention away from the embarrassment of an American test missile with a radioactive payload being accidentally shot into a neighbouring country? Join us on Aliens Explored as we discuss La Zona del Silencio. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, uh, people significant in the UFO community, historical events, modern events, and even 
strange and mysterious areas. I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. Hello, Neil. Uh, Great to see you again. How have you Uh, been keeping? I've been keeping very well, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, You know, keeping busy, this and that, as you do. And any good news on the horizon? Uh, <laughs> any <no>. any hope? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always there's always hope. Um, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You may only mm. hope. Oh, the I think the new uh, trailer for Kenobi, the new Star Wars TV series, drops today. Oh, okay. That's hope right there. <laughs> <laughs> Very keen to see that and see what it's all about. No, you know, just just you know, plodding along with stuff. Um, I'm very hopeful for today's topic. Yeah, me too. I've I've got I've, I've got something to say about. Oh it. yes, uh, you yeah. Know, you said this at the end of last episode. Yes, I did. Should I yeah. be scared? <laughs> not really, not really. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put a clear definition of where we stand on certain things i think well, where you stand. Contention. and, and, uh, and <laughs> yeah vis-a-vis where you stand so you know. <laughs> right. but uh, i will reveal it as we as we go along i mean to be fair it's not that you know i'm always uh saying oh yes no this is real because i don't always mm. and i don't um, always say Oh no, it's bollocks! It was just this, uh, just clouds or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to accept. Yes, there are millions of planets in the universe, um, many of them probably harboring life. There are there are other dimensions around us that we're incapable of perceiving with our limited senses. Um, there could be all sorts of beings that um, that travel between dimensions. I mean, that could be the origin of fairies and hobgoblins from from the past. Although now they have a more prosaic, you know, they become extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Mm, indeed but, uh, Do you know, you know so so i'm not dis- i'm not dismissing it out of hand i i heard a, a a phrase when i was a kid that's always stuck with me hmm. that the mind is like a parachute if it's not open it's not working mm. <laughs> and i like that <laughs> um I and like also that. that there's a song from um uh, uh, there was a band called magazine in the late 70s um, mm. and th- one of their lyrics was my mind ain't so open that anything can crawl right in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes that's another one a mind so open that everything drops out of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Terry Pratchett said something similar to that didn't he it's the trouble with having an open mind is that people always be coming to try and put things in it <laughs> it's very true there's a balance to be had Hmm. definitely well i like to have my opinions about things um and obviously you like to have and today we're sharing our opinions about an area of mexico in the uh, mapimi desert um apologies to any listeners if i'm mispronouncing anything is I it do ma- it's mapimi the, the, the mapimi mapimi Mapping in me. Spanish, okay. the the emphasis is always on that little accent, or on the um, or on the penultimate syllable. 
Right. Okay. Mapi me. Okay. So, so, so Mexico, they would pronounce it Mexico, except they've got that little accent over the E to tell you that it's Mexico. So okay. I, I, I can see an accent over the final I, so I'm guessing it's Mapi me. Uh, forgive me. I'm going to stick with Mexico. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for now, but this is a uh, an area fifty kilometers across, and uh, known mm. as the Zona del Silencio, uh, or Zone of Silence. Uh, mm. It's a, quite a mysterious area where you have radios not operating. You have magnetic compasses compasses that spin around when you hold them near to rocks on the ground. And you have a variety of mysterious things that have happened. UFOs have been replete throughout the area. um, as Even extraterrestrial contact as well you get unusual flora and fauna in the area it's it's quite a mysterious area so i'm guessing your opinion neil is going to be yes this is a very weird area with a lot of ufo connections no (laughs) (laughs) um um well i you know, for one, it's it's a very remote zone, isn't it? There, there's not many people living there, so I can see why there. I'm certainly there wouldn't be cell phone cover there. Um, I can understand why there might not be radio signals because there just might not be any. Uh, well, I suppose it. it yeah, I suppose if you're using two way radios, why why they wouldn't work? But is that really so mysterious? I mean, I think still in the city of London, if you're using Google Maps or a, or a, another sat nav. It doesn't work in the city of London. You drive into you drive out Threadneedle Street, and suddenly your map starts spinning round and round, and it's it's telling you turn left, turn left, turn around, turn left, turn around. Turn around. It just gets you, know, you turn around, and it tells you to turn around again. You turn around, and it it's just you know, it's yeah. But in, in London, and, and, you're and talking you about areas. Hang, hang on, I'm going to address uh, that one particular point before you move on. Um, so in London, you're talking about areas where the phone doesn't have a view basically of the sky because you've got these huge great big steel girded skyscrapers surrounding you so so there's no clear view of the sky or or only a very narrow narrow view of the sky um you've got huge amounts of metal surrounding you like a um like a oh what's the tesla cage a faraday cage Mm. Uh, that's the thing I was so so basically yeah I can understand that but the zona del silencio is a, a large wide open flat area so you've got a perfectly clear mm. view of the sky also we're not talking about like satellite signals we're talking here about a radio dead spot which you don't get in London you drive through London your your car radio is still going to pick up uh, you mm. know Steve Wright in the afternoon or uh, whoever happens to be playing so, so when they're talking about so when they're talking about radio dead spots, presumably they're saying that if you and I were in that zone and we were a mile apart with a two way radio, it wouldn't work. We wouldn't be able to talk to each other. Not that That's... I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to pick up a local radio station because uh, I can see. I think of plenty of reasons why I wouldn't be able to pick up a local radio station in a remote area. Well, my understanding is is both basically um but a 50 kilometer radio for for a radio transmission that's not a big area and if you can pick it up on both sides of the area then it's mm. it's essentially a dead dead zone a dead spot and presumably it's not often overflown by aircraft who suddenly lose contact 
no. Um, I mean, you do get aircraft flying over it, um, and you have reports of instruments going a bit, bit mental mm. and a bit silly. Um, not always. It's inconsistent for that. But you have had reports mm. of yeah of, yeah, of instrument failure and such like. Now, from what interested over. what interested me about El, La Zona del Silencio um, is how it um, how it came up on the on the radar. Really, was is when um, in July nineteen seventy, when the Amer- American military um, launched a test missile from the Green River Launch Complex in Utah towards the White Sand Missile Base in New Mexico in the United States, and they lost control of it. The rocket went off course, and it landed. Yeah, this is a missile, a, a nuclear-capable missile, landed in a neighbouring country. Um, it was carrying two small containers of um, a radioactive element called Cobalt-57, um, which apparently is used to... Um, let's, sorry, I've got what, it, what it's used for. When, when you set up a nuclear, nuclear weapon... The Cobalt 57 is designed to maximise the amount of contamination in the area. Right. So it's it's a basically they fired a dirty bomb into a neighbouring country, and Mexico don't seem to have made too much of a fuss about it. Um, well, it was can, it was clearly accidental. That, I mean, it, yeah. it was not intended to land there in the first place. And I think that's that's absolutely clear. Also, it didn't detonate. Well, no, it didn't have an explosive warhead, but it certainly contaminated the region. Um, they had mm-hmm. to America. It was it was a major operation. They had to remove contam- They had to build a road into it, which apparently that that um, that mollified the the locals a bit. Uh, that they they got a, a new road a out rail. of it. Um, they they built a railway system. Um, but that railway system is now gone. They removed it. I I read road, but um, I read railway system. No, right. I'm just going to show the incongruences of the internet. Yeah, and, but uh, can, can you imagine if China test fired a missile and it accidentally landed in Taiwan, or if North Korea test fired a missile and it accidentally landed in Japan or South Korea? But you're yeah, talking the, the, about people who like that's more like you might as well say you know if if Soviet Russia test fired a missile and it landed in the middle of North America you know yeah that's a little bit different to let's say what if a test missile was fired in Scotland here in the UK and it landed in you know in the northeast of England no it's i mean mexico is a different sovereign country isn't it? it's a non-aligned country or it was then um it will be like it will be like firing into the republic of ireland i guess okay all yeah. right yeah that, that's, that'll that's, be a, a, that's a better analogy i absolutely yeah. agree with that um two mm. nations that are not at war and are very much allied and friendly well and certainly there's a power relationship where one has an awful lot of power. I'm sure if Mexico had accidentally fired a test missile into the United States, they wouldn't have been so sanguine about it. Um, but uh, apparently the Mexicans, yeah, they accepted that it was an accident. They knew that by this time, you know, America had nearly nuked themselves nearly a dozen times mm-hmm. at that stage. So they, they were 
perfectly perhaps to accept that it was a an operation it was the 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 rocket was found after three weeks of intense search and an airstrip was built to transport the wreckage um so it was all it was all kept very quiet all it was a five-story rocket i mean it was not a small piece of equipment this yeah um and and so um after the military had gone um, there was talk of um, building a hotel in the area to encourage tourism. Now they've got this. Well, they say put it on ra- the map. You basically. say railroad. I say I say road. Um, so, I mean, Werner von Braun himself, the Nazi rocket scientist, actually went to yes. investigate the crash. And he well, he, he was knows. he was uh, instrumental in designing. You're talking about the Athena rocket. This is uh, the Athena RTV test rocket. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, he was he was instrumental, obviously under Operation Paperclip and what have you. Mm. Um, yeah, um, yes, it got a lot of attention to the area, and of course they would want to capitalise on that. And yeah, mm. it, it became famous. Um, and of course, the the area's strange anomalies. Uh, it was then an opportunity to capitalise on that and and say, look, you know. This is not just an area that that a rocket landed. It's also a very weird area anyway. Um, you can go back to the 1930s and find mm. accounts of it, of the, the strangeness being reported. Yeah, but you, there was also a time if, a few years earlier, September 1967, a Pershing missile, Pershing nuclear missile, crashed just south of the Mexican border, um, downplayed and soon forgotten. Well, that, but that's, the, the, yeah. the, um, the, 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 the the July 1970 was a far more serious overflight. It flew quite a long way into Mexico. And of course, it, it wasn't anything to do with the sun. You know, it, it flew towards that area, but it was, you know, it was hundreds of miles beyond where it's supposed to have landed before it got anywhere near it. Well, you say nothing to do with the area, but um, there is a theory that actually, you know, it was flying over the area and it's the areas interesting you know in interference shall we say that brought mm. the rocket down there we could speculate about that but that is know, the ro- absolutely pure the, the, the rocket was already a long way off course um, at least 180 miles beyond where it's supposed to have come down but the thing we're, we're, uh, I, that certainly i'm most interested in for the area is um all this connection between you know the strange radio dead spots um the compasses going the, the strange magnetic anomalies let's put it that mm. way uh you've got countless ufo sightings um reports of extraterrestrials particularly of the nordic type of extraterrestrials these are tall fair tanned uh mm. look almost human um but but very tall, very tanned, very blonde. Um, when people get lost in the area, that there, there are many mm. reports of these beings just suddenly appearing before them, and you know, and and helping them, or just asking mm. for water uh, before going. Um, and when you ask the locals, you know, well, where do these beings come from? The only thing says above. Mm. That's it. Um, very, very well known in the area. You've got weird flora and fauna in the area. Um, it, this this area houses um, North America's largest land reptile. The and again, 
apologies for my pronunciation or mispronunciation. Mm. Uh, Gophorus tortoise, I believe it's called. Okay. Why have you got all this strange flora and fauna in the area? Why have you got these radio anomalies? Why have you got these magnetic anomalies? And it, why so many UFO encounters? It, it's definitely a strange area, but I'm, I'm looking at the Espionart um, website now. Um, they said that in, in a recently declassified memorandum, um, the then National Security Advisor, who was Henry Kissinger, expressed gratitude for the patience and forbearance of the Mexican government, um, noting you know, a willingness to grant clearances to assist in search efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the few inhabitants of the Mapimi region proved to be equally um helpful and it this is where it mentions the road this is they took advantage of a road that was rapidly built into the desert to allow the u.s air force to deal with the the fallout to remove all the contaminated soil um and that's when the contaminated site was rechristened the mapimi silent zone um by by and 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 they borrowed it says they borrowed urban myths from the Bermuda Triangle to try and reimagine it as a tourist destination. And they say it's, it attracts visitors with tales of strange magnetic forces and extraterrestrial activity. So, um, but there are reports of it that predate any any of that. Hmm. That's that's the key thing. All that I think that this this rocket effectively did was drew awareness to an area that had been strange for a long period of time. It, it drew awareness of it, but yeah. then, and but then they enhanced its strangeness to sort of divert attention away from this, basically, potentially very dangerous. I mean, that that missile could have come down on Mexico City, couldn't it, yes, or another it large urban area and killed thousands of people, mm. or at least hundreds. Of, <laughs> I guess it's not going to explode, but um, but when you say they enhanced its strange, what 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 do you mean? Um, that once the area was been, had been brought to public attention by this by this missile incident, um, that they started to talk up the stories of you know, the strange history of the silent zone, um, possible UFOs and strange magnetic fields and and all this kind of thing, really to to. Um, divert attention because the missile was kind of mentioned as a well in the first reports i read um the missile was kind of just mentioned as a a a backstory so i thought Mm. actually that is the story the story is the usaf usaf accidentally fires a missile into a neighboring country um who don't don't seem too bothered about it and then they 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 suddenly there's all these stories about the strangeness of this area where it landed and and you know, possible UFOs and Bermuda Triangle type disappearances and you know, radios not working, all that sort of thing. I think the um, missile is an important story. I'll, you'll get no hmm. dispute from me on that. But I, I hmm. see a very different motive and um, I, I see a very different thing going on. Um, to hmm. me, you've got this 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 area with these strange things going on that nobody's mm. ever heard of, that nobody knows about outside of it. Um, and yes, this this missile lands there, and suddenly the whole area gets a lot of media attention. Now, the people living there, or mm. living in the surrounding areas, but you're not talking about, you know, 
a well-to-do area. You're not talking about a wealthy area at all. You're talking about people who struggle mm. on a daily basis. So, yes, they are going to use that opportunity to basically to, to, to do a PR job about the area, yeah. you know. This might be an opportunity to bring some money into the area, to bring some tourism into the area. So, absolutely, they're going to be using everything they can and telling people about all these strange things that are going on. Uh, absolutely, they are. But there's also an interest by the US government um, in wanting to change the story. Let's make this not a story about the Cold War arms race and the 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 you know, how often it's nearly brought us to disaster. Let's make this a story about the paranormal and extraterrestrial folklore, that, that oh, sort of thing. Totally. Their 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 um interests aligned on, on yeah. that. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. But that doesn't change the strangeness of the area. It it doesn't, but there are other strange areas on the planet as well. There are many Can't, strange uh, areas on the planet, and I'm very glad about it because we'll be talking about some in future episodes. <laughs> and yeah. it gives so, us things to discuss. Yeah. So this this was the line I wanted to draw because I know you've often said that you believe that you know, our governments at some level have made contact with extraterrestrials and we're being prepared. We're being sort that of is my belief. Ready, ready to meet them. I tend to think on the other side of the line. I tend to think that that they that our government is more interested in creating these stories or letting us believe in extraterrestrials to cover up either some of the really secret nasty shit they're doing, um, or not necessarily nasty, but things like you know if we want to test fly a new aircraft, especially one that's a revolutionary shape like like the the Blackbird or the B one bomber, mm. then let's just if people start reporting it as UFO. That's all well and good, um, or or to cover up their massive fuck ups, which but, are uh, plentiful. Yeah, or to, but, um, or to detract attention from the latest scandal. Yeah, that that's that sort of thing. We're, we're not so so. You and I, Neil, mm. we don't see it that differently because everything you've described there, one hundred percent, absolutely, the government will create UFO stories. Hmm. for those exact reasons but i would also give you an additional reason because because to me my belief and it is just a belief um i've got no proof about it there are th well there's what i would call circumstantial evidence to support what hmm. i what i believe but that's exactly what it is um but yes i do believe that the governments are in touch with extraterrestrial life um however creating ufo events and faking ufo events actually goes a long way to um what what do they call it a false flag operation is that the right term um, for what no, i'm thinking that, here uh, uh, you know it, it's a way of being able to then say oh look it's all fake mm. you know if 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 you've got genuine ufo sort of extraterrestrials vehicles being spotted and then mm. you create a fake ufo being spotted which is shown to be a fake then yeah which is every, shown everything to be a fake. Is, yeah. then you discredit the whole thing look at the crop circle i know i keep coming back mm. to crop circles but look at crop circles look at what they did in the 1970s when doug and dave who i fucking hate um <laughs> came forward and said, oh look we've been faking them all and the media mm. just went 
oh, that's the answer then. They've all been faked. Well, yeah. no, they they definitely faked some. Um, hmm. There's no question about that. But they didn't fake all of them, and not all of them have the same characteristics. But the media just went, here's an answer. Oh, look, it's a simple hmm. answer. There you go. And, I, and I think it's trotting them out as well. It, it's human nature. We want to. We want to be able to. We don't like the unexplained. No. We we like explanations for things, and we like things to be joined up as well. We like to connect the dots, and, yes. and that's where conspiracies come from. When when you kind of get overzealous in connecting things that that perhaps really don't have a connection. <laughs> well, I'm doing the conspiracy the other way. I'm saying no. The simplest answer is not always. You know, mm. Occam's razor does not always apply. The simplest answer o- is Occam's not always raz- the correct No, in one. fact, um, uh, I would say Occam's razor is a very a very dangerous tool, mm. that uh, a simplistic answer is the one, yeah, that, that people will grab onto, but it, it's it, that can lead you down some very dangerous rabbit holes if you just go with the first simple answer that seems to fit. Exactly. Because- exactly. And, and fake UFOs, I think, falls into that category. It's It's a very useful tool for a government to say, here's a fake UFO, look. Look, you can see this is fake. In fact, they wouldn't even need to do it because you get, you know, conscientious researchers who will mm. identify, yes, this is fake footage. Um, and it is in government's interest to have fake footage out there because then people, it, it just discredits the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, you you and I are, I mean, we might well, have yeah, yeah, different yeah, opinions, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't see it that differently. Um, it's I a agree different, with different you, but... facet of the same thing. Yeah. If, yeah. If we want to do something secret or we fuck something up badly, and and then they suddenly find someone's reporting it as a UFO, they say, "Oh, great! Let's let's let that story run. Let's amplify that a bit. Make Absolutely. it all about that." Absolutely. So let's make let's let's make the Mapimi um, Zona del Silencio all about uh, extraterrestrials and and, and yes. Bermuda Triangle tri- type um, mythology rather than. So, but surely it's easier to investigate the Zona del Silencio than it is the Bermuda Triangle. It's well, a smaller area. It's on land. It takes they can, money. It takes money, but I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to work out why radios don't work down there. I'm, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, but the problem is with places like the Zona del Silencio, the Bermuda Triangle, like with crop circles – it has mm. been discredited and and put out there. Oh, look, it's fringe. It's nut jobs. It's mm. like you know, no, oh, it's the people thinking they've been abducted. You know, and all that discrediting that has gone on over the years. That now any legitimate scientist who shows an interest in it, and and I get very passionate about this with crop circles in particular, hmm. if a legitimate scientist says, I am going to investigate this thing, they get ridiculed instantly and they get they automatically become discredited by association. So uh, nobody does. They, and unless they've they've stated their purpose as to set out to debunk the whole thing. Oh look, I'm a scientist, I'll show you once and for all. But that is not a scientific approach. No credible no. scientist will do that because that is the opposite of a scientific approach. <laughs> yes, I know. That's going out there with an agenda. Mm. Um so yeah. yeah, I I get I get quite quite 
fucked off about that whole thing that yeah these these legitimate scientifically intriguing things and i've i i yeah i've i've had people say to me kind of off the record that they would love to investigate crop circles from a scientific sure. perspective but they can't because i mean for one thing they would get discredited for another they can't get the funding to do it because nobody will back them the government it pays no interest in it whatsoever, which I find mm. really bizarre, given the weirdness of of the nature of these things. S- suggests to me that actually they are investigating them, but on the quiet. That's a whole other topic. Um, but but more, you, you would think they can't get think, private funding because of the discrediting that's gone on. You, you would think there there will be a legitimate case to be made by the Department of Agriculture to say, look, we've got this phenomena that destroys crops, admittedly in relatively small numbers, but it is a phenomenon that that makes crops unusual. It, it, unusable. It, it, it's a cost to farmers who are already pretty much on the financial brink already. We need to look into what's causing this. You would think when you, th- yep. there's a legitimate case to be made. It's not We're not just investigating the paranormal. People can say, well, why are you doing that when there are people with no homes and people with no food? Well, the genuine crop circles, they don't destroy the crops. That's the thing. Because in mm. a – now, I use this term genuine crop circle, non-man-made crop circle. That's a mm. bold statement, I know, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, that is my opinion. Um, but in a, in – yeah, it's genuine for shorthand. Genuine crop circle. Mm. The crops continue growing. Mm. It's only people but, walking in the crop circles. Well, yeah. The, the, usually the without damage. permission. Don't do that, listeners. Get permission from the farm first. Uh, it's the people walking in the crops that, that actually destroys the crops and makes them unusable. There's that, but doesn't the fact that they're lying down rather than standing up mean that they can't harvest them with the usual no, machinery? They're, no, they're, they're, there's been many cases where if it's been inaccessible to people on foot, yeah, they just harvest mm. them as normal. It's fine. Okay. So not, there isn't they're a not case laying there. flat <laughs> on the ground. Well, they're not laying flat on the ground. They're laying at a 33-degree angle. They look pretty flat from the photos I've seen. The, usually in the photos, they've been trampled by people. Mm. And if it's a man-made one, they're definitely flat on the ground because they've been squashed by planks. But mm. in genuine one, this is why it, oh, I so want to take you out to a genuine <laughs> crop circle, Neil. You will be fascinated. But um, yeah, um, <laughs> so I could trample on all the crops. Anyway, I, I'm hijacking this and making it about crop circles. That's not what it's about. So we're gonna we're, we're at that time in the show where I need to ask you, Neil. Neil, the Zona del Silencio is it an area of? shall we say, UFO interest? It's certainly an area I would like to visit, just like I would like to go to the Burning Man Festival in Arizona, just like I'd like to go to a satanic black mass, you know, because they sound like a lot of fun. You don't all for different believe reasons, in I would hope. All for different reasons. <laughs> well, it, it, it comes down to the same reason. It's just sex and drugs, really. This. I don't know how much you know, of that there is in the Zona del Silencio. I, I bet there's a lot. I bet there's a lot of guests. I bet depends there's an awful lot of guests. Depends in. how much you take with you. I, I bet. I bet peyote buttons aren't too hard to come by out there. I don't know what that is. That's something for me to get right. <laughs> After this show, I'll be on Google. Um, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, I certainly think this is a fascinating area, and. I, I get what you're saying about the whole rocket thing and the missile. 
but I don't know. To me, that's just a that's just what's drawn attention to it. Nothing more than that. Hmm. Um, but what do you think, listeners? Have you visited the Zona del Silencio? Is it as strange and mysterious as we believe, or is it? Uh, is it all a bit hyped up? Is it all a bit blown up? Uh, do was, was, was it just annoying because your phone didn't work? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, you know, are there other areas across the planet that you have visited that are similar in nature? Do it, write it in be, let us know. It must be really easy to get lost there. Well, if you can't use your phone, or presumably you can't even use a compass... Uh, yes, there are uh, many accounts of people being lost and being helped by extraterrestrials as a result. Okay, worth it just for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Don't, right, we do not recommend going out and getting lost in a desert just to test the hypothesis. <laughs> right, do not do that, listeners. Health and safety <laughs> at all times. Look after yourselves. Um, anyway, yeah, do let us know by the usual means what you think. And you can contact us on Facebook and on Twitter by searching Aliens Explored, or you can email us at aliensexplored at gmail.com. And a quick favor to ask uh, why not leave us a cheeky review wherever you listen to your podcast? They really do help small podcasts like ours to get new listeners and to spread the good word. Uh, so it's very much appreciated. Uh, my goodness that's it for this week uh join us next time when we're going to be going back only 17 years um neil do you remember the 2004 tsunami i do i know someone who was personally caught up in it and right. was very very lucky to survive so Oh, very lucky if they survived that. Well, there were UFOs spotted around the area at the time, uh, before and during. Uh, it was a UFO hotspot, so we're going to be discussing that next time. So you don't want to miss that one. I expect Neil will have opinions about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my job. Yeah, of course I will, yeah. <laughs> it's not your yes, job. I will. Yes, I will. I'll, I'll manufacture some between now and then. No, <laughs> we never wait till do I that, start. Listeners. Wait, wait till I start looking into this. I'll get worked up. Then <laughs> we never, uh. we never manufacture things, listeners. Don't believe him. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> yes, no. We're just naturally argumentative. <laughs> do you know what i know this is a slight digression we shouldn't be doing this perhaps towards the end of an episode but you know, sometimes we listen back to these and it's like oh my god we sound like we're at each other's throats <laughs> don't we we're not we we often smiling and cheerful as we do these but we get passionate that's what it is isn't it neil we do we do get very we get excited we do we're very easily excitable people (laughs) (laughs) and we hope you get excited too listening to us and getting excited right on that note (laughs) uh, until next time keep watching for those strange and mysterious areas and of course keep watching the skies we will see you next time look forward to it bye bye Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. 
Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. <laughs>